hi. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Joe Posnanski, and with me, Michael Shore. Michael, welcome. Thank you for having me. The uh, we are we are again attempting uh, the impossible. I am in Rio. You are in Los Angeles, and we are again attempting a two continent podcast. Um, which, by the way, it, we obviously are in two continents, but not according to the Olympics. The Olympics considers the Americas one continent. Really? Yeah, that's why they have the five rings. There's five. That's why there are five rings? It's just the Americas. I did. I never thought about that. They said actually on uh, one of the one of the people who I'm not sure made it onto the to the NBC broadcast because he was incredibly long and boring. Uh, but he did say, "Oh, it's very exciting to broadcast this to the five continents." And I thought, "That's stupid. It's, it's there's there." There are seven <laughs> continents. I mean, but you know, they 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 don't count Antarctica. They don't even care. And then America's all one continent. So there you go. Wow, that's so interesting. I wonder if they have considered changing that to what the obvious fact and truth <laughs> of the situation is. <laughs> Whether it's just they're just sticking with it. It's just like. Nope, there's five. <laughs> Don't care what you say. There's five. I like the idea that there's one guy in the room, like going, "We got to change the logo. We just got to." Yeah. It's just not five. They're not five rings. That's not right. All right. Well, hey, but before we get going here, um, I wanted to uh, mention to you, uh, not mention to you. I wanted to to ask you, your show is about is about ready to start, isn't it? We're we're about ready to go. Not quite yet. We the okay. this new show I'm working on, which is called The Good Place, will be on uh, NBC. It's the first two episodes air on September 19th, which is a Monday, and then it moves to thir- that Thursday. The third episode airs, so it, and then it stays on Thursdays for the rest of the run. So we're like seven weeks away at this, or six weeks away at this point. It's exciting. It's uh, exciting. Yeah, we're shooting the final episode in a week or so, and uh, and then it'll be on. Nice. So. I I'm I cannot tell. I, I, I reason I even bring this up, obviously, other than to to promote the show, is uh, my wife called and said they're now actually broadcasting promotions. You can actually you, watching watching NBC during the Olympics. There is there is an actual promotion for the Good Place, so that's exciting. Yes, that's one of the the benefits of being on NBC is that every four years the entire <laughs> world watches the network, and you get to advertise other things. Uh, so yeah, that's a, that's nice that they're doing that. That's very cool. All right, well, we're getting ready to do our draft here, and, but before we do our draft, we should point out uh, the power of the podcast. So, so for those of you who actually listen to this, you know that last time we drafted uh, sports we believe should be in the Olympics, and I, I don't want to take too much credit for this. I really don't. But as you well know, I drafted surfing. And now surfing is in the Olympics. The The announcement came just days later that yeah. they were adding surfing to the Olympics. And I'm not saying – I'm not taking credit. I'm taking like 60% credit. I think it's pretty clear that the International Olympic Committee <laughs> trembles before the awesome power of the podcast draft. And we're very much – inclined to try to like keep you happy like it was like joe wants surfing <laughs> we gotta we gotta give him surfing now what, whatever we have to do well i think what they actually said was all right look it's surfing or papa shot one one has to go in i mean we can't oh, pop shot olympic papa shot come on this has to happen it has to happen it has to happen <laughs> I, and and i should add one more thing um 
based on the podcast, I heard from the Guinness Book world record holder, uh, Papa Shot uh, guy, who I should know his name, but I, I don't. Uh, but he's from Cleveland, uh, which is cool. Uh, works actually for the Cavaliers. And he is, he seemed like a super nice guy and said, anytime we need anything. So if we ever want the world record holder in Papa Shot on the podcast, I think he'd come. Oh my, I, I definitely want that. I mean, why would, how would you not want that? It would be crazy not to want that. <laughs> of course we want that. All right. So there, so there's old, old news as they say, I guess. Um, so we got uh, the draft this week and being in Rio, we're, we're going to, we're definitely tilting this thing. So we are drafting Olympic cities. That's and, right. That's right. The Olympic cities. And again, as per normal uh, routine here at the podcast, that's all we've said. There's no, yeah. we didn't say whether they were, it, it doesn't matter. We're not saying, hey, these are were the best cities that had the Olympics or these were the best Olympics in those. It doesn't matter. We're just best. We're just drafting Olympic cities. And yeah. I, I do believe I have the first pick in the draft, which is good because there's obviously only one city that goes with the number one pick. Uh, and that is Olympia. I mean, how how could it be anything other than Olympia? Uh, Olympia, for those of you who who don't know, who, I, I don't know who that would be, uh, held the Olympics for roughly 600 years, the ancient Olympics. Uh, and the ancient Olympics were so cool. Like, they, the, the modern Olympics are fine, and they've got great stuff. But the ancient Olympics had, like, awesome things, like fighting to the death, which I think is, that's, that to me is what sport is, you know. And it, it wasn't always to the death. You could. There were ways to get out of it. But they had boxing. They had wrestling. Uh, they had um, a, a sport I know you love, Michael, pancration. No, yeah, huge fan. Huge fan, which is some sort of blend of boxing and wrestling. So I guess it's kind of a kind of an ultimate fighting type of, of thing. Uh, they had your running events, of course, uh, the marathon uh, which which is great. You, they threw the discus. I, I love that they came up with the discus. That like they said, we're going to throw things and let's get like a really oddly shaped thing. So and I guess there's some connection to Greek mythology with that. Awesome. And it's it's in Olympia. I've been to Olympia. I got to go in uh, 2004 when the Olympics were in Athens, and there it is. It's the coolest place. They still have lots and lots of. I wouldn't call them statues, but sort of remains from from the old Olympic days. They still have the the field um, where they where they held uh, some of those throwing events. I believe they had. I don't know if it was the shot put. I think they had the shot put there for the two thousand four games, which was very cool. Uh, anyway, six hundred years uh, of of the Olympics. Never, in my opinion, uh, in, in my memory or or in my studies. Have I seen any city like taken away? So, so the bidding process for the IOC was very easy. Every year they just went Olympia and they just put it there. So Olympia clearly uh, number one overall in the Olympic city draft. Uh, okay. You can take an ancient uh, Greek city <laughs> who's where the last interesting thing happened like 1400 years ago. I will choose Paris. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Paris is my favorite city, I think, on Earth. Um, I am not as well traveled as you. Uh, I, well I have I've actually been to a, an embarrassingly few number of the Olympic cities, but uh, Paris, my wife and I went to on our honeymoon, and we've been back since we've been back for our tenth year anniversary. 
it's uh to me it's the it's the like a platonic ideal of a city it's uh, it's architecture is beautiful and consistent uh, but neighborhoods have distinct feelings. There is a there is a very large river that runs through it. There are islands. There are there are neighborhoods with specific flavors. There is every kind of culture, art, sports, like anything you can history, anything you can possibly imagine. It's to me, it's like the it's just the concept of a city hit its apotheosis in Paris. I feel like it's of the Olympic cities. It's my, by far my favorite. It is. It's it's great. I, I can't I can't say anything to you of Paris. Uh, been a little while since Paris has had the Olympics, and now, of course, Paris trying to steal the Olympics from your town in Los Angeles. So, how, how do yes. you feel about that? I wouldn't. I would encourage them to do so. As a person <laughs> who already deals with Los Angeles traffic on a daily basis. I think the idea of inviting millions of people to come to the city is probably a bad idea. Although I have heard from people who were here in 84 and who knows whether this is true, but everyone was so terrified. Uh, the locals were so terrified of the traffic that everybody cleared out. And then because the city is so spread out and the events were so spread out, it was, it was actually way, there was way less traffic than there was on a normal, you know, two week stretch in the summer. So I don't know whether that's true or not, but I would, I would love it if the, uh, if the Olympics went as far away from me as possible. <laughs> I, I think, I think, by the way, LA is going to get the Olympics. That's, I mean, it's obviously it's a prediction, but I just, based on the sports they just let in, we mentioned surfing. Uh, I don't know what the surfing scene is in, in France. Obviously it wouldn't be anywhere near Paris, but, but if, if, uh, you know, you have surfing, you have skateboarding they just let in. That's a big L.A. thing. So I, I think they're kind of pushing it toward L.A., but I love Paris. I mean, who, who doesn't love Paris? It's, it's, I have so. to say that the thing about L.A. is, you know, the, the thing that ruins these cities is having to build infrastructure, right? Like right. they can't get the stadiums built. They can't get the hotels built. They can't get the roads repaved. And it's what, like, drives them into to bankruptcy and makes it, you know, Sochi was a, like a resort vacation town and then they had to build the Olympics for it. LA, it could host the Summer Olympics tomorrow. Right. Like there's enough, there's enough hotels and there's enough stadiums and there's enough venues. I mean, it would be easy. It would be very easy. LA and, and generally speaking, Southern California could easily between, you know, the campuses of UCLA, USC, and the Coliseum and the Staples Center and the, you know, there's a, there's, and then like San Diego and Santa Barbara, all these places nearby, we, they could, you could do it in, in a week's notice. You could get people here for the Olympics. So I don't, I'm not arguing for LA specifically, but it does seem to me like the Olympics should only go to cities that can already host the Olympics, right? Like oh, I, enough, I, enough construction, enough like building everything. It seems crazy to me. No, I totally agree. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I think the Olympic whole Olympic movement needs a shift in that way. And, and I do think that that's, that's, you know, LA, everything is set up. Literally, if they said, eh, we're pulling this thing out of Rio, we're going to have the Olympics next week in LA, LA would have everything ready and, where what better place to like create an opening ceremony like they 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 would they would build like a spielberg like opening ceremony in a week i mean there's there's i think that's the way the olympic committee needs to start thinking and going uh yeah. i don't know if rio is going to open their eyes i think tokyo is going to be 
cool in four years, and and that's a city that that doesn't you know need any infrastructure either. Uh, right. So I think it'll be cool, but I think that's the way they should start looking. All right. Well, that's Paris is a great pick. So with my second pick, I'm going to go with Sydney, um, largely because I just love Sydney, and I never ever would have gotten to go if uh, if uh, if not for the Olympics. Or I never would have gone. I don't know if I would have gotten to go. Uh, Sydney is beautiful. The people are awesome. Uh, I think we all would have to agree the Australian accent is the best accent. I, I don't. I don't think there's any any real argument against that. Um, and and it was there was just it was just a big, wonderful party there. Everybody there is you know there's a spirit in Australia and a spirit in Sydney particularly that is unlike. Any place, and not to say that it's not a party here in Rio or whatever, but it was incredibly cool and fun, and nobody took it too seriously. And the opening ceremony was kind of a a big joke, and the closing ceremony was kind of a big joke, and 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 everybody was was just running in the streets, drunk and 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 you know chanting, and uh, I loved it. I I just thought Sydney was the coolest place, just. So beautiful and 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 so yeah, you just know you're. I I don't know. There's something about even like just something as simple as the Sydney Opera House. You see it and you you know, hey, I'm you know, it's it's the sort of the same way I feel when I see the Eiffel Tower in 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 Paris. I it's not that hey, this is you know necessary for me to go to as a tourist or anything, but it's like oh okay, this is I know I'm somewhere special in the world and. And I think that's what the Sydney Opera House is. I just couldn't love Sydney more. So Sydney is my second pick. It's a good pick. I've never been. I really wish I had been at this point in my life, but I haven't. Will and you go? I Will you ever kids. go to Australia? No, I've never been. I had I had a couple chances to go to both Sydney and to Tokyo. Okay. And I never went to either place. And now I have an eight-year-old and a six-year-old, and the idea of going to Either Sydney or Tokyo is exhausting. It is exhausting. I will say this: but, so my daughter wants desperately, my youngest daughter wants desperately to go, and the big reason she wants to go is she wants to be on a plane for seventeen hours. She that's that idea of being on a plane, watching unlimited movies, and and having food and whatever it is that you get on a plane on a seventeen hour journey. She she wants it badly. She I she asked me probably every month. At least once, can we go to Australia? So interesting. That could happen to that? you. That could happen to you. Well, I'm going to pick uh, from among the cities I've actually been to. I'll go with Rome. Okay. Uh, Rome is very loud, very dirty, <laughs> very uh, kind of bustling. It reminds me of New York a lot, which I like. But it also is ancient, literally ancient, and. I really liked when I went there. I liked that you were on like a busy New York style avenue with like mopeds and exhaust <laughs> and like loud noise. And then you go around a corner and there's the Coliseum. <laughs> and here's like, oh, right here are the ruins of a uh, you know, 2,400 year old civilization. Um, I just thought that was very cool. And I also like because the people who live in Rome are so bored by Rome in exactly the way that like people in New York are bored by the tall skyscrapers. Like it was very funny to watch native Romans 
just walking with their like heads buried in their phones <laughs> past what I was I was like you know like my mind was exploding because of what was right in front of me and it was very funny to see the people and, and know exactly what they were doing which is they were doing what I did when I lived in New York and I walked by the Rockefeller Christmas tree Rockefeller Center Christmas tree for the nine millionth time and it was like it, it's just background noise and there's other people standing and gawking and taking pictures and so I really liked experiencing the sort of urban equivalent of that New York life uh, in like maybe the most the maybe the best analog that I've ever seen for New York was Rome so I'll pick Rome as number two well Rome is Rome is awesome I guess the big question would be um, when you go to places like Rome and I think Rome is the ultimate example of this, although there's certainly this in London and Paris and other places in Europe. You come home and go, well, we have nothing. Like, we have we have no history. Like, our history is, it's obviously American history, and you go see the Liberty Bell, and you, you go see, uh, you know, some of the battlefields and all that, and, you know, but, but we've been around as a country for such a short period of time, comparatively, as, as, a, as a nation, as the United States, and then you go there, and honestly, it's like, Oh, how old is this building? And they're like, yeah, it's brand new. It's only 798 years old. And, you know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, don't you feel that when you go, especially to a place like Rome where everything is history? So it's like they just kind of take it for granted they live in this ancient place. Oh, I, I mean, so my wife and I, for our 10-year anniversary, we went to Europe and we went to Amsterdam. Uh, we went to Bruges in Belgium and then we went to uh, uh, Paris. And uh, well, we had a, we took a train from uh, from uh, Belgium to Paris. And we were in the train station, and I saw all these uh, trains that were going to some city in uh, in Belgium that I had never heard of before. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to learn about that city, and I don't even remember what city it was. So I looked it up, and on like Wikipedia, and it was like uh, the history of it was. You know, it was started as like a trading post and then the Romans uh, marched through and they built roads in the second century. And then, you know, in uh, the cathedral was built, uh, cathedral was built in like 587 <laughs> and then in 628 it burned down and then the Germans conquered it and then the French conquered it from the Germans and then the Dutch conquered it from the French and then the Germans conquered it from the Dutch again. And then a new cathedral was built, and then in 1187, that <laughs> cathedral burned down. And then it was conquered by the French, and then the Germans, and then the Dutch, and then the Romans again, and then the Germans, and then the Dutch. And it was like, before America had ever been discovered, this little nothing town in the middle of Belgium had been conquered by 70 different <laughs> empires, 14 you know, uh, churches had been built and then burned to the ground, it had been like the site of like you know eleven different versions of it. it was they traded silk and then they traded animals and then there was livestock auctions and it was like this is insane like you know the like some pope came through and you know the pope in thirteen twenty seven came came through <laughs> and I just was i all I could do was think of that I thought of like if you came to l a it would be like there's one house in LA from before like 1885, you know, and like by the time that one house was built, there was a, you know, this, what this meaningless town, this anonymous town in Belgium had been through 3000 years of fascinating history. I think about that constantly about how, how like sad American 
well, like you know, European American history is compared to every other place in Europe and and Asia. It's really funny. I and, uh, my favorite thing is you'll go through L.A. particularly, you know, because the, and you'll see a sign like you know for whatever serving bagels since 1978. You know, and you're like, <laughs> oh man, wow. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. incredible. All right, great, I, great pick. I was once just to to put a fine point on this. I was once walking on Sunset Boulevard here in Los Angeles, sure. and if if you've never been to Los Angeles, Sunset Boulevard is just a road. Like it's like <laughs> at night, it's kind of busy, and there's some like nightclubs, and there's some famous like music venues, but it's just a it's a road. It's really just a road, and this these four tourists pulled over in a car. And they said, like in a in a vague European accent, maybe Dutch or maybe uh, German. They said, "Excuse me, can you uh, tell us how to get to Sunset Boulevard?" And I said, "Yes, this is Sunset Boulevard." And they looked at each other confused, and they said, "No, the world famous Sunset Boulevard." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I'm really sorry. This is you're on it." <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you. It's just a road. And like, and it was like 11 in the morning, right? And so I was like, come back at night. It's a little more exciting at night, but not much. Like, it's a 20% more exciting. But I was like, these poor people probably came from, you know, Antwerp or Berlin or, or Munich or something, a place with actual history. And we're like, we can't wait to see the world famous Sunset Boulevard. And then they're like, looking at like a 7 Eleven and a gas station and like a, and like a small coffee place. <laughs> it's amazing. It is amazing. The American history, uh, you know, it's just, it's just different. We're new. We're, we're still new on, on yeah. the block. All right. Third pick. I'm going to choose London. Uh, London is cool in a lot of ways. London is sort of, you made the New York thing comparison a couple times. London really is just kind of New York, but it's a British New York with great history and incredibly cool, uh, cool past. Uh, the thing I like about London, I mean, I love London. London is probably my, I, I, I love Paris, but London is probably my favorite city in Europe. Um, and, and the thing I like about London is, unlike Paris, even Rome, although Rome has a little bit of, of, of this quality, a lot of people don't like London. I See, I like that. I, I like that, you know, everybody goes to Paris and everybody's like, oh my gosh, I love Paris. Because like, what's not to love about Paris? But London is like it's 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 a little bit grimy and and it's it's not easy to get around and and you don't want to drive and 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 uh, you know it's there there's a there's the touristy component but there's also you could end up in the middle of nowhere and have no idea how to get out and uh, I mean there's it's like New York where some people love it and some people really 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 don't like it at all and I love London so I, I feel like London. Um, is is a great choice for me, in large part because I just am a London. I'm just a London person, and other people are not. It's a great choice. London's great. I don't know who. I don't know how you don't love London. Yeah. It's a it's a great city. It's all circles. You just keep turning around in circles, <laughs> and uh, but it's very it's very fun and bustling and lively and uh, and uh, no, it's great. I I love London. London's a good choice. It was going to be my third pick. So well okay. done. All right, I uh, took it. I guess I'm going to go with. I know there's a real Western European bias here, but let's be face it, there is in the history of the Olympics <laughs> as well. But I'm going to go with Amsterdam. I just went to Amsterdam for the first time on this same trip that I keep talking about. I loved Amsterdam. They hosted the Olympics in 1928 or something. 
So it counts, technically. <laughs> um, a beautiful city, a city of, of, you know, canals and of culture and of history and the, like, really, like, lovely uh, people um, and the museums are great and the city is, like, walkable and pretty. I just, I loved it. Uh, I thought it was just a, a wonderful place. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to pick it because I like it. Well, that's perfectly good. I've never been to Amsterdam. But oh, really? Yeah, that is that is one place I've not been and would love to go. Uh, I find it hard to believe that they had an Olympics there. To be honest, yeah, uh, I do too. Which I mean, is, it's because it was 1928, <laughs> right? Yeah, so it's sort of an Olympics. But but looking back on it, um, do I have to go? Is 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 Amsterdam an absolute must stop? You mean? For your for, for like a for theoretical life. trip yeah, you're yeah. taking for my life yeah my I, life I think it is now if if you were going to anywhere near there I would say you have to go there yeah okay all right but, I you know, there's so many places I haven't been that I would love to go I've never been to Poland I think that would be cool I've spent very very little time in Germany um, so I would love to go I, there's many cities in Spain I've never been to Barcelona so I would put Barcelona. I realize now that we really have to choose the only place that we've been because uh, all I've ever heard is just glory about Barcelona, but I've never been. So so there are lots of places. So that's why I've got to keep this list going and i got to figure out where Amsterdam is on that list. So you say very high on that list. I'm saying if you – like I, based on my one trip there <laughs> recently, right. it's a great city. It's a really it's – a, it's a city worth seeing. We got a tour guide my wife and I had to like show us around and talk about the history of the city and how they built buildings that, uh, uh, you know, on the water basically is fascinating. And, and the, yeah, the, the way, the way that Amsterdam is situated in like in that part of Europe and the history that that has led to is wonderful and fascinating. So I would highly recommend it. All right. That's cool. That's cool. All right. I'll, I'll do that. All right. Fourth pick. And, and I'm, I'm looking at several places and, and and would like to choose all of them, but but uh, with the option, knowing that you have not been there, I can grab it. Um, I'm going to pick Beijing uh, as as my fourth city. I, I got to go. It's another city I never ever would have gone to. Another place I never would have gone to uh, had it not been for the Olympics. So I'm I'm thankful to the Olympic Committee. Obviously, Beijing. There were numerous issues with even choosing Beijing, and obviously they weren't. It wasn't exactly. Uh, the most um, you know socially advanced uh, Olympics in, in in the history of the thing, um, but Beijing is really really interesting and and cool and very very different from any place else that I've ever been, which is what I loved about it. Uh, you know when I when I was there and and obviously you're, you're you're still there in the Olympic bubble, but I got to go out of the Olympic bubble and and go to uh, Tiananmen Square and go to the Great Wall and, and, and do a lot of those kind of touristy things. But being out in that world where nobody speaks English, nobody has really met an American, um, people were incredibly nice and kind and, and, uh, and helpful. And I, I just, I made a couple of friends there in, in Beijing that I keep up with still to this day. Uh, I just loved it, and I, you know, I, I realized that we're sort of in a place where China is is a buzzword, and and you know, it's it's basically half of Donald Trump's speech anymore. Um, but I loved it. I, I really, really enjoyed going to Beijing. 
Interesting. All right. Um, I believe you. I also remember hearing a story that the artistic director of the opening ceremonies decided like two days before the opening ceremonies that the all of the like, you know, 20,000 participants um, outfits needed to be a different color. <laughs> and they conscripted everyone who could sew. Yeah. And they made 20,000 new outfits in like 36 hours or something. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to make clear I am not in any way supporting the Chinese government. I just, like to, <laughs> just want to make that. I just thought it was a really cool place. And people, it was it was one of those places where you know the you know the you know the words, but but people are people. I mean, it was just there. You know, we one of the coolest people I met was uh, this tour guide who actually took us to the Great Wall, who was um, employed by the the government. I mean, he was employed to one, I think, to keep an eye on us, but two to sort of you know promote the Chinese. Uh, way of life and 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 all of that and and he did that you know somewhat but you know sort of quietly he was able to reflect on his life and his family and 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 it's like man we're just you know I don't know I, I I love every one of those experiences that you have where you just go we're all people we're all we're there's so much more connecting us than there is dividing us and that's probably not true in a grand scheme, but on a personal level, uh, I just thought Beijing was really cool. All right, good pick. You All got right. you got one of the most powerful cities in the world with your <laughs> my, fourth. My 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 cities in, in the game of Risk, my cities destroyed. First of all, I have Australia, so that's done. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I destroyed. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna since I've already lost in that regard. Uh, I'm going with Vancouver with my fourth pick, oh, nice. which is a it's a reach at four. Obviously, it's a small, fairly insignificant city on the western coast of a fairly insignificant part of North America. But it, Vancouver is awesome. I love Vancouver. Vancouver has my absolute ideal climate. I know this sounds crazy, but my ideal day average day is 57 degrees yeah. with a slight drizzle and uh that's all i want and i live in, in the middle of a desert <laughs> <laughs> and every time i've been to vancouver i've been a few times and it's just it's exact it's so beautiful the air is so clean the there's mountains in the distance the the people are nice the food is good the weather is crisp and cold and great I just love this city. It's where I, if I had my druthers, it's where I would live if uh, if I could. So I'll pick Vancouver. Well, I love Vancouver. What's what's not to love? But the question is, would you live in Vancouver or would you live in Seattle? I don't know. I mean, if you want to like ignore, if you want to like take into account like becoming a Canadian citizen <laughs> kind of a thing. Yeah, Seattle or even Portland is fairly close. Um, yeah, maybe Seattle. But Vancouver just uh, – uh, it just is like I, you can walk around Vancouver for hours and hours and hours and just be happy. Yeah, Vancouver is very, very cool. I, I love Vancouver. Um, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. We're, we're down. I'm not saying we're down to cities that are, are not great cities. They are great cities. But we're just kind of down to cities that are eh, – I mean, I'm not going to pick Atlanta, you know? I mean, it's just <laughs> not. So I'm going to go uh, for my reach at five, which is Torino. Uh, I, uh, Torino was in so many ways, uh, that was where the 2006 Winter Olympics were. Uh, 
And it was, it was in so many ways, this dud of an Olympics. I mean, nobody really remembers much of what came out of it. It was just kind of, you know, it was, it was sort of a dud for American athletes and all this. But I had the time of my life there. I just thought it was great for, for a couple of reasons. One, Torino, and by the way, I don't know why it's called Torino. I mean, it's Turin is, is the, is the name, but somehow that Americanizes to Torino, which I don't understand because Turin is perfectly fine. I don't, it's not hard to pronounce. Uh, and it's all, it's the shroud of Turin. And, and I don't, I don't understand. I did go see the shroud too, which was, was, was interesting in itself. But the thing I loved about Torino was, Nobody, nobody cared that the Olympics were there. They just went on their <laughs> daily lives, and we would go into the into the city, and they would have like a couple of like, oh, hey, Olympics, buy one beer, get one free, you know, like that kind of thing. Like the bars would have stuff, and they had a a cool chocolate tour that I got, that I went on, where you would go to they have they have chocolate is very very big in Torino, and they have all of these chocolate shops. And they had like this map and you would go to all these chocolate shops and they would give you free chocolate at, at all these shops. So I, I went on the Choco tour, which was fantastic. Uh, everybody was just, it was, it was unlike anything in the sense of you, you'd be at the Olympics and you'd be inside that Olympic bubble. And then you'd go out and Torino would be just, it's like being in, I don't know, in Des Moines. I mean, it's just like, oh, hey, we're we're happy here, and but it wasn't, but it was Italy, and the food was great, and and the people were 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 you know great. I, I just, I loved it. It was sort of a little, it's you know, it's a, it's a, it was sort of a little gem uh, in the middle of of this Olympic uh, uh, journey that I've been on. So I I really enjoyed Torino. All right. Well, I feel like you choosing the obscure Torino allows me to go equally as obscure. I've never been to Tokyo. I feel like the answer to what city I should pick is something like Tokyo or Barcelona or Athens or something like that. Instead, I'm going to go with my second Canadian city and choose Montreal. <laughs> Montreal's great. Montreal's great city. Love Montreal. The comedy festival they have there every year is wonderful. But it's also like a pretty big city. It's got a giant park uh, that was designed by Frederick Law Olmsted, who who designed Central Park. It's got uh, like a mishmash of cultures, which is really cool. Uh, it's just like a. It's the airport is terrible. <laughs> don't <laughs> don't ever, if you can avoid it, spend as little time in the airport as you can. But the city itself is really weird and beautiful and ugly in exactly the way that you want sort of modern cities to be. Uh, I really, every time I go there, I love it there. It's hilarious that they hosted the Olympics. They should have a baseball team. They should yes. get a baseball team back. Uh, Jonah Carey, if you're listening, I'm on, I'm on your side. <laughs> uh, but the, the, the city itself is like, it's just a wonderful city. I always just feel like it's a, I'm happy when I'm there, so I'll go with Montreal at number five. I I love Montreal. I've never been to the uh, to the comedy festival. That it sounds like that's a that's a worthwhile trip if I could ever. Oh, pull that it's off. great. Yeah, it's like I mean, it's grown into this enormous thing. It's called Just for Laughs. It's grown into this like massive thing. It's weeks long, and it's like every comedian on earth is there, and they perform all week. There's shows at different venues. There's stand-up shows, there's sketch shows, there's every kind of show, there's like events and panels and stuff. 
But there's also every they everybody stays at one hotel, which I won't mention. And every night, every comedian in the world is in the hotel bar until four in the morning. So like, if you wanna like go hang out with every comedian on earth, they're all in one place. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I I love it, and I love Montreal. And by the way, I think something more ought to be said about about the baseball thing. You know, as a as a Clevelander who watched. The Browns get ripped from from Cleveland. Obviously, there was not the same level of history, I guess, in Montreal with baseball, and and there was sort of a sort of a you know at the end, I think everybody was very frustrated um, in general. But they just totally got jobbed. I mean, Montreal absolutely should have a baseball team, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's it, I first of all, the support was very good when they were good. Um, but it's also, it's a world, it's a world city here in North America. I mean, that's a a world-class city in North America ought to have a major league baseball team. So, you know, I'm, I'm, and by the way, there are numerous places that don't need one. I'm not going to name them Tampa, (laughs) but, but, but yeah, Miami, I mean, and, and, you know, they took it for, for Miami. They, they don't want it. They don't want it. I don't look any, any city that desperately wants a baseball team um, should have it. But if your city's kind of like, yeah, not really, don't really care. And I guess in in some way I'm arguing against Montreal toward the end, but I think Montreal just got beaten down. I I think, I think Montreal loved the Expos and uh, I want, I want them to get baseball back. Well, they also had like the worst stadium. Olympic stadium was the worst stadium. And it was a terrible nightmare of a, piece of crap stadium that was that and so you know the the difference in what would happen now if they built a stadium there i think it should not be underestimated and also they went the you know they went the marlins spent like 800 billion dollars of taxpayer money that that by the time it's been paid off will be like two billion dollars of taxpayer right. money to build a, a monstrosity of a stadium <laughs> that no one goes to. Like, whatever would happen in Montreal, it couldn't be worse than what has happened in Miami. So, you know, it would. I think it would be cool if, if baseball became truly international again. All right. What's the, before we go, what, what is the goofiest city to have gotten the Olympic Games? I mean, I was going to, as a joke, choose Lake Placid. <laughs> You know, I mean, I it, no one knows anything about Lake Placid except that it had the uh, that it had the Olympics. Um, I mean, that would be my that would be my. I mean, San Moritz, right? Squ- That's weird. Squaw Valley is weird, don't you think? Squaw Valley is weird. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Although they're all winter. Feels like just America's version of Torino or something, right? <laughs> it's like a, just like a or even Sochi. It's sort of like a resort yeah. city kind of that has a. I don't know. Um, yeah, but I would say, I mean, also, it's we. It, by the way, I think it's pretty weird that um, that St. Louis had the Olympics when yes. it did. That's kind of weird. I mean, now if they had, if St. Louis had the Olympics, that would be fine. But in 1904, it was weird. 1904, St. Louis had this turn of the century thing where they had the World uh, Fair as well. Yeah, same year. I think it was the yeah. same year, and it was like a coordinated effort to try to steal some of Chicago's thunder. I just think that's amazing. There was a, like, and they just peaked in 1904. Like St. Louis peaked. Not, not that St. Louis fans would would believe that, but 1904, like the world was like revolved. Of course, nobody cared about either the World Fair or the Olympics, like worldwide <laughs> in 1904. But still, 
they had the Olympics and the World Fair in 1904, and uh, now they, they they don't even have the Rams. I mean, they just took they took <laughs> football away from them. For God's sake, I do feel yeah. I like I actually really like St. Louis. I used to you know living in Kansas City all those years. I I would constantly find ways to to mock St. Louis as sort of a sort of a, to keep that uh, little argument going. Um, but I actually think St. Louis is very cool with a, a couple of incredibly cool universities there. Washington University is amazing and, and all sorts of stuff. Um, but they could not host an Olympics now. I mean, that yeah. that would not work, I don't think so. All right. Yeah. Well, once again, we've solved the world's problems. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, thanks for uh, taking the time. Enjoy Rio and thank you for having me.